0: What's going on, everybody? You're listening to Trail Tales, episode number 78. My name is Kyle O'Grady, and every single week on this podcast, I, a thru-hiker, a peak bagger, a huge hiking nerd, chat with other thru-hikers, other peak baggers, and other hiking nerds about their experiences on the trail. This week's guest is a man that I've known for a long time now, Ryan Stratton. We were both in the same fraternity together in college. That's how we met. talk about that a little bit more later and we also talk about his through hike of the pacific crest trail in 2018 that's what we focus on for most of this episode and i gotta say folks this is not my best episode i'm gonna be honest um still worth listening to still putting it out obviously but um i had literally just gotten back from a backpacking trip when we recorded like i it was literally less than an hour before we hit record i had gotten back to my house And uh, I was just completely tired. And as much as I love talking about backpacking, I mean, I literally have a podcast about backpacking and I've been doing it for, you know, getting close to two years now. As much as I love talking about backpacking, um, I just feel like, you know, when you like immediately get back from a strenuous backpacking trip, talking about backpacking for an hour probably isn't like the top thing on your list that you want to do. With that said, it was my fault that we had to kind of postpone it and record it at that time anyway, so... Yeah, here's my, like, low-key kind of apology. Still worth listening to, obviously, but, um... Yeah, sorry, Stratton, and sorry, everybody, if... If I just kind of sound like even more of an idiot in this episode, because... Yeah, I was really, really tired, as you're gonna hear me say, like, five times. So anyways, still a good episode. And I still need to thank Stratton for coming on. We're gonna do another one soon. Like I said, we're, we're friends, we know each other besides just from all the hiking stuff. So yeah, it was a really good time. And Stratton, thank you so much. Trail Tales has been doing pretty well in the downloads department lately. So thank you to everybody who's tuning in. If you tune in week after week and you haven't checked out a couple things, most notably my Instagram, at Kyle Hates hiking, you should definitely go do that. And my YouTube channel, Kyle Hates hiking. On YouTube as well just type that in and you should be able to find all my dumb videos yeah if you're listening to the show and you haven't checked out those things yeah you should definitely go do that shameless plug patreon thank you so much to all my patreon supporters that's been growing quite a bit as well lately which I'm really excited for patreon.com slash and lastly I got to give a huge shout out to this episode's sponsor you know who it is Sawyer products Now on previous episodes of this show, I've talked about Sawyer's awesome water filters. I've talked about their awesome permethrin spray. So this time I wanna talk about a product that I actually had never used until this year. And turns out this stuff is really, really cool. It's called their Picaridin bug spray. Now on most of my previous hikes, I've always used DEET. And for some reason, I just had it in my head that any bug spray that didn't have DEET in it wasn't gonna get the job done. And I can tell you after using Sawyer's picaridin spray on every single hike that I've done this year so far Including the one I had just gotten back from before this episode was recorded That this stuff is way better than DEET and I'm gonna explain why in just a second But first let me tell you what this picaridin stuff actually is so picaridin is a topical insect repellent It is a synthetic replica of one of the molecules in pepper plants. So there's no tricks here, folks. This stuff is completely safe to use on your gear and on your skin as well. And this gets me into why I prefer this stuff over DEET. And the truth is, first of all, it's actually more effective than DEET, which is really, really cool and something that I did not know before this, to be honest with you. And the other reason why I prefer it over DEET now is because this stuff doesn't smell bad. In fact, it actually smells pretty damn good good. Like, when I used D, I always hated how chemically and just gross that stuff smelled, not to mention how it felt on your skin, too. It just feels wrong. I'm pretty sure you're probably not even supposed to use D on your skin, but I did a lot, like an idiot, and so I just wasn't about that anymore, and this picaridin stuff works really, really well on your skin and on your clothing, your gear, all that stuff, It actually lasts for 12 hours if you're using the spray, 14 hours if you're using the lotion. That's right, this stuff actually comes in lotion, so it's actually even more comfortable on your skin. And it also just comes in a bunch of other varieties of sizes. You can get big spray bottles, smaller ones if you're looking to go ultra light on the trail, like I am, and honestly, it just works. I was swarmed by mosquitoes a ton this past weekend, and I was using picaridin, no problems at all. They pieced right out as soon as the spray came out. So with that said, folks, you gotta check this stuff out. Go over to sawyer.com to learn more about picaridin and all their other awesome products, all the awesome charity work they're doing as well. Thank you so much, Sawyer, for helping me out with this episode, helping support the show. And with that said, let's get into it. Episode number 78 of Trail Tales with Ryan Stratton, PCT class of 2018. Episode number 78 of Trail Tales, Ryan Stratton. What's up, Ryan Stratton?
1: Hey, how's it going? Long time, O.C.?
0: It's been a while, yeah, so for everybody listening... I just got back, and I mean, I literally just got back from a uh, like a 28 mile hike in the Whites this weekend, and I'm completely gassed. <laughs> I literally just got out of the shower right before this, and um, I had a huge cheeseburger, a couple beers, and a huge Sunday like not too long ago, so I'm destroyed. But I'm gonna try to get through this one, and it's okay because I know Stratton. Not even from, like, hiking stuff We're just, like, friends So I feel like... I I don't feel as bad about being Kind of a piece of shit during this episode So... Anyways, uh... Yeah,
1: most people don't feel bad About being a piece of shit to me, so...
0: Yeah, well, I'm sure a lot of people Are pieces of shit to you I'm probably gonna rag on you a lot too During this episode (laughs) So for everybody listening um, Ryan, I, I believe, is The first Trail Tales guest ever I was thinking about this a little bit earlier I'm pretty sure he's the first Trail Tales guest ever That... I met not through the show, not through hiking, but something completely unrelated to hiking. Yeah, because I've had like my friend Colby on, who I met at Clarkson, but we met through the Outing Club, so that's like kind of hiking related. But you, and then everybody else has just been like people I met either on the trail or people I met through Trail Tales or content or whatever. But you, we met because we were in the same fraternity, and of course you're a couple years older than me, but you came back. And decided to be a degenerate at our fraternity house a couple times, so that's how I met you, which is pretty interesting. So yeah, dude. Uh now that I've introduced <laughs> fuck. Now that I've introduced you, um I'll give you a chance to refute any of that or just uh, you know, tell everybody who you are, what you've hiked, all that good stuff.
1: Um, I think a couple times is probably lowballing it. <laughs> You're talking about my degeneracy.
0: I think so. I was trying to be generous. Yeah. But uh yeah, so yeah, I've uh, hiked the Pacific Crest Trail back
1: in 2018, so a couple years ago now. Uh, finished the Adirondack 46 back in 2015, I think. Uh, then done a little bit of hiking out in New Hampshire in the Whites. I don't know how many I've done, a few. And then also done some trekking out in Nepal and Peru.
0: Oh, nice. I think that's about it. Where? Which Did you do the Bonds in the Whites? That's what I just got back from this weekend.
1: Uh, I did the Penny Loop a couple so, years ago, so, so yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did the bonds. Yeah, we like started from Lincoln Woods on Friday night after work, and then camped out somewhere. And then the, on Saturday, yesterday, we went up, did the bonds, and then like looped back around thorough um, Thorough Thur- Falls Trail, maybe like over by Zealand Hut. So part of the Penny Loop, and then just like made our own like little custom loop back to the trailhead today. And it was really fun. Is that
1: down past, like, Owl's Head or whatever it's called?
0: No, so it's on the other side of the ridge, so on the other side of the Bonds. So, like, we went over the Bonds, and then we went, like, over towards Zealand Hut, and then, like, kind of looped back on some other side trails from there and ended up back at Lincoln Woods City. It was really interesting because it was, like, it was a full weekend loop and we didn't repeat a single inch of trail like literally the entire thing was on and we started and ended at the same trailhead obviously too which i just i thought that was interesting because it's kind of hard to like do a loop without repeating any trail at all but it was fun and i'm very gassed as i said a few minutes ago but you didn't you say you got out and did something this weekend too or today or something
1: um yeah we're i live in the hudson valley north of manhattan and there's a a, like a small mountain with a fire tower, like a mile or two from my apartment. So, like round trip from my apartment to the fire tower and back is like eight miles. So I just
0: ran that earlier today. Oh, nice! So you can like, literally, like you don't even have to drive there. <laughs> you can just go. I mean, I can drive, but lately I've just been running. That's fun. That's pretty cool. I wish I could just like leave my house and then go do something cool. Like, I mean, I've done. Not that I, I really can't complain. I don't have very far to go to drive to like do some stuff, but. That's just that's kind of a cool concept. It's kinda of why I wish I lived in like Lake Placid or like North Conway in New Hampshire or something like that. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I actually interviewed for a job in Conway a couple years ago, just so I could like be in the middle of the mountains.
0: You didn't get it though, dude? What happened? No I
1: I, I, I refused the offer. They oh, lowballed okay. me.
0: Okay, they low me, but bro, you get to live in the mountains, man. That's part of the that's part of the pay.
1: Yeah, but you got to know your worth.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true. Clarkson probably drilled that into you, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> speaking of Clarkson, I've always thought this is kind of funny. I, I think I might have told you this uh, when we talked the other day, but when I first joined Clarkson, when I first joined Clarkson, as <laughs> when I first went to Clarkson, like my very first semester, freshman year, I like you know I was you know working on the. Peaks and stuff. Already at that point, I'd already done the long trail, so I was I was into hiking at that point, and naturally, the first like place I went to find social interaction was the Outing Club, because like freshman year, freaking everyone joins the Outing Club, even if they don't like to hike. But I did like to hike, <clears throat> so that just I did like to hike, so that just made sense, and so I kind of fell in with some of those kids. But then when I joined SIGEP, my second semester of freshman year, I kind of stopped hanging out with the outing club kids and started hanging out with you guys instead and for some reason i i always felt like they held something against me because of that like not like out in the open no one ever said anything to me but i just felt like that was a thing i felt like they didn't like me because i kind of jumped ship there and so to this day it it makes me happy for some stupid reason to know that our fraternity all of us like douchebags degenerates ended up producing three through hikers like long distance through hikers over the past few years and i'm pretty sure the clarkson out clarkson outing club has still produced about zero so that's pretty good to know that being said no offense to the outing club anyways dude um (laughs) i don't even fucking know where i'm going with this shit uh let's talk about the pct so ryan stratton you hiked the pct in 2018 that's correct true statement when did you like first start getting into hiking because i mean again we didn't like we weren't at Clarkson the same time you were like what you graduate in 2014 14 yeah so yeah. you were like just a like 2014 just, yeah just barely miss you but when did you like start to get into hiking were you into it while you were at school or was it like kind of you know after that that you got into it
1: um i mean i kind of grew up hiking uh From upstate New York, so I kind of spent a lot of time in the Adirondacks as a kid, was in Boy Scouts, um, and then random weekend trips to the high peaks at college. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many high peaks I did during college, but maybe 10 or 12, 20 or so, I don't know. And then after I graduated, I just started hiking more and more just because I needed something to do.
0: Mm -hmm. But then, okay, so where did the idea to do the PCT come in? And I've got some more questions about that, but I'll 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 will start us off with that question. Yeah, why why did you decide to just go like balls out and fucking do the PCT?
1: It wasn't actually my idea. Uh, it wasn't your idea. My friend for. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, my friend from high school. Like we grew up together. We're in scouts together. Did sports and everything together. It was his idea, and he asked me if I wanted to do it, and I thought about it
0: for about a week and said, sure, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> that's it? <laughs> Just one week, that's yeah. all it took to convince you? Yeah. And did you end up hiking the whole thing together? Um,
1: We started together, and then we split up in Washington, because I had to get back for some weddings, so I kind of booked it and finished a few days ahead of him. But for
0: most of it, but... you were together then. That's actually pretty crazy, because... I feel like t- two people hiking together for that long that started together that didn't, like, meet in the middle of a thru-hike and already, like, have established paces and stuff, like, you know, that's, like, kind of rare, I guess, so that's cool to hear.
1: Yeah, we, we've we done a lot of hiking together, so we, we're kind of both similar, like, attitudes and, like, speeds and everything, so... Like, physically, we were a good match, Mm -hmm. but we definitely got on each other's
0: nerves a bit over four months. That that happens. I'm guessing it was more you getting on his nerves just from the bit that I know you, but no, now I'm just being... Oh, yeah, I'm an
1: aggravating
0: individual. (laughs) You got on my nerves after spending one night together, but there was also a lot of alcohol involved, so that's probably... I'm not sure how much alcohol was involved with your PCT hike, but...
1: (laughs) yeah, the, the, the most important statistic that we kept track of on the trail was our BPM, which was breweries <laughs> per mile. So basically, any town with a brewery, brewery, ah. brewery, we uh, <laughs> made our way and tried to do a Nero or a Zero
0: in. Classic. Classic. Um, yeah. What was your like start and end date?
1: We started April 7th, and I finished August 20th, so about four and a half months. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, we Yeah, but 2018, there was a ton of forest fires up at the Canadian border, so they actually closed the last, like, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 miles of the trail. So you couldn't actually, like, finish it.
0: Wait, so you never actually made it to the Canadian border because it was closed? So,
1: no, I did, but it was a huge production. Like, we had to take a ferry, like, 50 miles down this lake and then walk from there to a bus station, take a bus from this little town to, like, a normal-sized town, walk to a rental car agency, rent a car, <laughs> drive up to Canada, find a place to stay, and then, like, walk the, fi- like the 10 miles in from the Canadian side to the monument and back, like, with just, like, a day pack.
0: Damn. Yeah. That really sucks. I would have been so pissed if I made it, like... All the way to Katahdin and they were like oh nope sorry you can't like climb it like <laughs> that's literally what happened like, I know dude that's it but I know that I know that's like just kind of how it goes out there with the fires and stuff but that's just I'm not used to that that's gonna really bum me out if that happens to me
1: oh I almost had like a mental breakdown when they told me the trail was closed and I'm like what do you mean it's like two days away from the end like you mean this is it wait like, so yeah. you
0: I know you just said it two seconds ago but how many miles at like from the border down to where like it was closed was it
1: I got to he which is i don't know maybe 80-ish miles from the border and it was open like another 10 or 15 20 miles and then it closed but i already booked my flight out of vancouver in like four days so like if i walked north then i would have been like still in america and like i would have had to hitchhike to vancouver which is kind of hard to hitchhike across national (laughs) borders yeah
0: (laughs) So like
1: I ended up just doing the big thing and renting a car with some other hikers and driving up to British Columbia.
0: Damn. See it's like it's still good that you got to see the end like that, but oh man, that just I I need to get used to this stuff because I know it's difficult on like the PCT and the C D T to be able to like do a straight up through without having to skip anything due to closures and stuff, but Oh, man, it just kills me. Did you have to skip any other sections because of any nonsense like that?
1: So, we got pretty lucky with the fires since we started early April. Like, we were basically ahead of most of the forest fires. Like, they were behind us. Uh, There was one in Washington and Goat Rocks we had to do a detour on. And me and my buddy were actually the last two people to take the detour they made. And then they had to close the detour. Oh, shit. Because... Like uh, the Goat Rocks is like a long ridge and there was a fire on the eastern side and the main trail goes straight down the ridge. So they closed that and they had a detour on the western side. And then during the night, I guess some embers from high winds like blew from the flames on the eastern side onto the western side where the detour was and started a fire there, which was like a couple hundred yards from the trail. And me and my buddy walked through it without realizing it because like the trail was low in the valley and the fire was above it and we literally hit the trailhead like on the highway and there was like six forest rangers and like their axes and everything hiking up the trail to close it and start a new detour so we were the last two to get out before they had to close the detour
0: (laughs) that's some fucking pct ass shit dude oh the fires i've said this a lot in other episodes but yeah go ahead
1: Another one, uh, in Oregon, we got into Ashland, like in the southern part of Oregon. It's like the first town you get to. And we there's like this highway, like rest stop, motel area, right off like the PCT. So we get there and we have like breakfast there. It's like, I don't know, 9.30, 10 in the morning. And it's so humid, like the air is like soup. I thought it's supposed to be and dry out west.
0: At- wait a minute, wait a minute. This is uh, No, yeah,
1: literally we had like three days of rain but only one of them while we were on trail.
0: Okay. So
1: we were sitting like three on this days outdoor like,
0: Fuck. Sorry, I, I keep cutting you off this shit's just like, it's such a foreign concept.
1: Yeah. For anyway, sorry. So we're sitting on this like patio, like with a roof, having breakfast and mimosas. It's like 9, 10 in the morning. And this massive thunderstorm just opens up and like downpours, lightning everywhere for like an hour. And then it's over and it's beautiful again. And then we hitch a ride into, like, Ashland and then, like, resupply there doing, like, a uh, overnight. And that thunderstorm that we had missed, like, we got to the town an hour before it started, mm-hmm. actually started, uh, like, 30 or 40 fires along the PCT Jesus in the mountains Christ. we just got out of. So, like, we missed that. Like, we got pretty lucky with fires until we got to, like, northern Washington. Yeah, then
0: you paid for it right at the end, I guess. Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. oh, man. And I- that...
1: And that, that that closure was basically a month and a half long, like basically from mid August to like
0: late September, the trail was closed. That just kills me, man. I'm so like, and I've said this a bunch of times on trail tales now, but like, I don't like the idea of skipping trail. Like for me personally, everyone can do whatever they want. But for me personally, I like to, you know, pretty much have continuous footsteps the whole way. Yes. A continuous foot path. And so the idea of, of having to skip trail, like, having no choice at all, like, just uh, doesn't sit well with me. Um, for most of these... That didn't really bother me. Like, I am i don't really care about that. Like, me and my buddy
1: had the same view. Like, our goal is to start at point A at Mexico, end at point B in Canada. Have as much fun as possible in between. And if, like, we skip a couple of miles, like, if you take a detour or something, like, we didn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Because, like, a lot of times, like, you're hitching into these towns, so, like, you might be hiking north there's a highway and then there's like four miles of trail or three miles or two miles of trail and then another highway and there's not much in between like especially like in southern california it's just like sand and like dirt so like we'd hitch from like the southern one to the northern one like when we do our resupply and like skip those like
0: mile or two in between oh so you're a yellow blazer i see i see all right well anyways folks it's been a good episode i'm just joking uh it, it, i feel like and correct me if i'm wrong because i don't actually know this but i feel like that kind of attitude might be a little bit more common on the pct that being said i did see or meet people on the at that would skip sections and stuff little I sections no, like that I met too, people but.
1: on the pct who are purists we call them like they wanted to do continuous footsteps and out west it's a lot harder because there's Random trail closures, exactly uh, snow or fire exactly. But they're still out there. But I mean, if that's like your opinion, like go for it. You're not hurting anyone. But
0: yeah, well, until you until you hike through a closed section and have to get rescued and then cause a whole scene. Not that that I'm sure it doesn't happen that often, but
1: but some people like that are so self-righteous. They're like, oh, you skipped a mile, like.
0: Yeah! Wow,
1: you're like subhuman. I
0: would, I would, honestly, on the AT, I definitely got it. I, I never like called anybody out or like you know was a dick to anybody about it. But me and the group of people, we were definitely not trying to skip anything. So that's funny. Um, I guess one question I have about this is when there was closures that you could not hike through legally or safely or whatever. Um, and the folks that did want to keep you know a continuous footpath or whatever. Would they hike around? Usually, would they just, or you know, did you? I guess, I guess it's gonna vary person to person, obviously. But did you see people that would literally just hike highways around, or people that were gonna come back later and do things like that? Yeah, some
1: people. uh, Like I didn't see people do that because like I wouldn't be out on that random road. Well, right, right. But I I heard about people doing that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like it'd be basically okay. You can take a detour to this like road and then hitch from there into town resupply and then hitch back to like where the trail is like reopened and some people would try to like walk 20 miles like of road like mm-hmm. through towns and shit like there's no sidewalks or it's not even safe like you're hiking along this mountain road like with no shoulders no sidewalks
0: mm-hmm. yeah. just
1: because like you have this inner desire like oh i need to walk a continuous footpath
0: yeah that's see that's like i feel like i need to come to terms with whatever my plan is going to be before i get out there whenever that is and this will go for both the CDT or the PCT cuz I feel like there's fires in the CDT too but I feel like I need to have a plan for this either I need to decide I'm going to do that crazy high walk highway walking shit or I'm just going to suck it up and not do it I feel like I need to come to terms with this before I leave because if I don't then I'm just going to be like making a you know split second decision and then i might regret it and i don't know this is as you can tell this is like (laughs) this is a big concern for me strat and i really i really don't like the idea of skipping trail for myself and i don't know it's just i know that's just not a super compatible hiking style when it comes to the fires and you know just that the nature of that kind of trail so i don't know we'll see what happens but i don't know
1: i mean yeah it depends like what like your inner like desire and goal is like is it to hike every inch of the trail, or is it to hike? I don't know, ninety-eight percent of it, and have a lot of fun. Like, but you can actually out
0: west. But fun and a continuous footpath aren't mutually exclusive, too. You know. So,
1: so, like, there's sections like in Crater Lake. The official PCT doesn't go along Crater Lake. Like, you wouldn't see it. You have to take a detour, which is actually a shortcut to hike along Crater oh,
0: Lake. Oh, I saw this in one of IBTat's videos, actually.
1: Yeah, so like y- you can hike longer and miss one of the most beautiful things in the entire country, or you can leave the PCT, take a shortcut, and get to actually experience Crater Lake.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: it's a pretty easy uh, <laughs> decision to make, right? But it, like, if it, you're a but if you're a purist, that's not the seat. That's not the
0: trail. Yeah, it's true. See, uh, that's true. There's not really like too much of that on the AT, thankfully. Um maybe there's I'm sure there's some cool blue blazes that I didn't see but for the most part nothing like super epic cuz I've I've heard about Crater Lake before and at least there you're still you still have continuous uh you know footsteps too um with the fires and skipping sections or the, you know other stuff I know there's other reasons that you have to skip to potentially but you know the fires are the most obvious one in my mind at the moment so I don't know with those it's like just getting into a car and like i don't know it just it kills me it kills me dude but anyways um what should we talk about i got i feel like i have so many questions about the pct because like i'm trying to plan you know i don't have a i don't know when i'm gonna do it but eventually i'd like to do it so i don't know okay Um, this is
1: episode 78 and you haven't interviewed any other pct oh no i have
0: i have but there's always more questions and i feel like i end up asking the same questions a lot but they always get slightly different answers, which is why I love this stuff. So, I'm, I'm um, sure
1: your viewers love that.
0: Oh, yeah, they do. It's not repetitive do. at all. Oh, shush, <laughs> shush. You're supposed to come on, and you're supposed to you're supposed to come on and and be like super nice to the host, and like sometimes people will like compliment me, and be like, "Oh, dude, I love your shit," whatever. Like that's what you're supposed you're not supposed to shit on me. I know you know me in person, but come on, Stratton, you're you're doing this wrong. I guess I've been kind of shit on you too, so it's fine. So,
1: like, this is what I was saying earlier. I think it's probably for the best that I wasn't your first guest.
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't like even it. tell that. Yeah. Okay, this is actually funny. <laughs> so, again, this is for like the the people who listen to a lot of Trail Tales episodes, but ryan stratton to this day is still like the only person who's ever turned me down for an episode of trail tales and in his defense in his defense it was before the show even started so right when i finished the at like freaking october 2018 like right when i was starting to plan this shit out um didn't have any following obviously nobody listened because the episodes hadn't even launched yet um, I was just trying to think of people that I could interview. Like I, I already planned to interview all the people I met on the AT that I hiked with and just anybody that like hiked basically that I knew I was like, all right, I'm gonna try to get them to interview or get them to do an interview. And so I hit up Stratton cause he had just recently finished the PCT and I was like, yo, we should like, I'm trying to start this podcast. Like we should do an episode and, and you didn't like straight up turn me down, but you were just like, kind of like, uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, fuck. I guess I'll find somebody else. But fuck you for that. But also, I kind of don't really blame you because of the circumstances at the time.
1: Yeah, man. I don't just go on any random podcast. Like,
0: Only the best. It's going to be good. But then he saw, then he the saw that I had Juliana Chauncey on, and now he was like convinced. Cause apparently... Oh, whoa. Wow. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to call wow. you out. Stratton has a crush on wow. Chance apparently. So, anyways, um, we'll let... We'll leave that to the imagination. Um, <laughs> I might <have> to cut, <laughs> uh, that's weird. I might have to cut that out. Uh, all right, dude. P- back to PCT. So, yeah. I do ask a lot of the same questions, though, I, f- I feel like. I also don't talk to PCT hikers as much as I talk to, like, AT hikers or even talk about the whites and the Adirondacks and stuff. But I don't know. Like, I'm. It's it's easy for me to ask questions about stuff that I'm, like, gearing up to do rather than stuff that I don't know as or don't care as much about if that makes sense that's kind of a harsh way of putting it but I don't know anyways um, if I were to do the PCT in the future based off of your experience would you recommend I go northbound or southbound and why
1: I think I think north um,
0: I know that's the direction you went but but beyond that give give me give me like some substance here So It's such a douchey way to ask a question. Like, obviously, you're going to give me substance like fucking Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I need to go to bed.
1: Like, the PCT in Southern California is kind of not epic or, like, amazing. Like, there's... Especially when you're starting out, if you're not in good shape, the desert can be brutal, like, trial by fire. Like, you're doing 15, 20 miles a day to start, and sometimes you have a 30-mile water carry, so, like, you're carrying seven or eight liters of water plus five days of food plus all your gear and you're not in like trail shape Mm -hmm. and you there's no shade because you're just out in the desert so it can be pretty brutal but being said like you have like the sierras and everything to look forward to so it's like you're just like putting in your dues you're like this is going to pay off once i get through this and then once you hit the sierras the rest of the trails phenomenal like it's just like a roller coaster of like awesome views and like amazing sights and towns and i feel like if you did it southbound you're starting a up in washington which is pretty rugged and brutal and you can't cross the border southbound, so you kind of have to yo-yo like 30 oh, miles. Oh, that's
0: right. Can you explain that again? I, I know you, you mentioned it to me on on uh, Thursday, but for everybody else listening. Okay.
1: So if you're hiking northbound, the Canadian government will let you cross from the USA into Canada if you get a permit ahead of time. It, you basically just email in like, I don't know, I think it's your driver's license or passport or whatever, and they give you like a little thing you can print out that says you can cross the border there. Because it's not a border crossing. It's like 20 miles in the middle of nowhere. Right, But the U.S. doesn't allow it southbound. Like, you can't cross into America on the PCT. You can only go north. It's one
0: way. Well, that's a pain in the ass.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, you have to get dropped off at, I think it's Hart's Pass, and then you hike the 30 or so miles north, tag the monument, and then hike 30 miles south to where you started, and then, like... Keep going from there.
0: Yeah, that kind of sucks. But
1: and then yeah, then Washington's pretty brutal, especially like if you start June, July, there's still going to be snow you're dealing with at the very start. And then like once you leave the Sierra, like there's still 700 miles left of like the desert, and like it, I, I just feel like it'd be really anticlimactic, and because mm-hmm. you're literally just going to end at the like the border wall. It's just like this rusty fence the desert <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've seen pictures and that's of the fun. end that's true so like i that's true i, I think definitely go northbound see the, the only the permits will be harder but so that's but that's what i, I think was it's...
0: literally about to say is the permits like that's the thing that gets me i know i know it's still i know you still need one to go sobo i know there's i think they're starting to like limit that, yeah, the amount and shit they started too, but, that yeah but like I, it's don't new. I don't know i don't know i also i think this was good
1: this go was the first year that got put into place 2020 mm-hmm the southbound permits it used to be just go like you don't need one like Mm -hmm. you like get a pct permit hiking southbound but it wasn't like a lottery or anything you just applied and they gave you one
0: damn yeah i don't i don't like permits but i know i know it's the way it is that's been talked about on the show before uh but i think it it changes a lot too or something i don't know i'm also going to be starting with at least one or two other people so most likely so I feel like it's going to be tough to get a permit to start on the same day, no matter what yeah, direction so me, we're going.
1: Me and my hiking buddy, so there, his cousin was supposed to do it with us, but she had like a, an appendectomy. like she had to have her appendix oh. removed. Oh, yikes. Like, I think it was like in January, and so she wasn't really up to start the trail in April. Damn. But the three of us, so me and her got permits like on the actual April 7th, the day we started, and then my buddy got his on the 6th. So we just started on the seventh, to the two of us. But
0: did did he um did he just like wait up for a day or whatever?
1: No, like we just got dropped off and started, even you, though he was supposed to start the day before.
0: Oh, so you just took like her? He took her? Per, what, what? Or did you just not follow the rules? You bastard! <laughs> we. we i didn't say we didn't break the rules we bended them slightly you, you bended yeah. okay well yeah okay okay i won't yeah. i won't tell the PCT I mean, theoretically
1: yet. he could have started at like eleven fifty nine. yeah that's true PM and i could have started at 12 a.m oh that's like.
0: true i didn't even think of that Ooh. damn that'd be kind of an yeah. epic way you're to not, start you know
1: you're not clever like me
0: <laughs> that'd be kind of an epic way to start like you could just be like if you're, if you're the one that starts at 11.59, just be like, all right, see ya, and then one minute later they catch up, you're like, fucking A. But, I don't know. Yeah. That sounded funnier in my head than it actually was. Um, yeah, it wasn't funny at all. No, it wasn't. And and that's mean of you to say but it was true, so I'll I'll, I'll let it slide. <laughs> I'll let it slide. Oh, dude, this weekend I was, I filmed our, our hike, I was with my buddy Flossie, and like, we were, we did a, it was a pretty aggressive- oh, wait, wait, what what's his name? His trail name's Flossie. You didn't even ask me what my trail name is. Oh, dude, because you're Stratton. That's your tra- that's your channel name for me. <laughs> okay, what's your what for, what's your brother name first of all, if it's appropriate for the air? Uh, George Zimmer. Oh, I don't know if that's appropriate for the air. <laughs> no, no, it is. It is. Okay. It is. Okay. Um, brief 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 story for the the brother name, which is not a trail name. This is a Sigep thing, but why is it George Zimmer? So. so-
1: George Zimmer, if you remember, do you remember the old men's warehouse commercials? The guy with the beard who would say, you're going to like the way you look? Oh, yeah. That's George Zimmer. Okay. He's the former CEO of Men's Warehouse. And so freshman year, we went up to Montreal for formal. I got drunk. (laughs) Me and one of the... I think he was a junior at the time. Somehow accidentally switched like suit jackets. (laughs) And we both had our wallets and, like, stuff in our jackets. So, somehow, I ended up just having my men's warehouse, like, card from when I bought the suit. Like, I don't know. I think it was just in, like, my pant pocket from when I <laughs> bought the suit. And that was the only, like, ID I had on me because I didn't have my wallet. So I tried to use that to, like, get into a bar. And they're like, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And... The bar was right next door to the club, like we rented out. So some other brother watched like me and these three bouncers get into this like argument over whether or not I should be allowed in. (laughs) And after about ten minutes he's just like shreaten, like, come on and then the bouncer's like, Wait, you know this asshole? (laughs) And they like gave me to him and then he brought me back to the hotel.
0: And then yeah. Classic. So yeah. Yeah. I won't. I won't get into what my brother. Whoa, your Snapchat thing scared me there. I won't get into what my brother' name is. Trail name though. What's your tra- what What's your trail name? Let's tell that story. Ooh,
1: uh, my trail name is Gravity.
0: And that's because you had a really heavy pack or ego or something.
1: Well, ego maybe, but that's not the uh, story. What's the story? Um, so me and my buddy Jack, we started together. And we ended up joining this group of Europeans because they started the day before us. So we kind of hiked on and off with them for the first week. And then in Idlewild, we actually kind of became friends and hiked the rest of the desert together. But we got to Wrightwood and I didn't have a trail name yet. And I pretty much everyone else did. So they're like me and my buddy Jack left. Like we went to like, I think the grocery store and the other people were still at the place we had lunch they're like okay we're gonna sit at this table drink our beers and come up with names until we pick one that's good (laughs) and one of the French guys came up with gravity because I'm kind of like a well I am an engineer and I'm kind of like a nerd yeah like I was very uh, like scientific and mathematical so I would know like how many miles it is from here to there, or where the next water is, what elevation we're at, what the weather's like. That doesn't like, sound.
0: Te- that just that doesn't sound technical to me. That just sounds like shit you need to know to like not die while you're hiking. No. <laughs> yeah.
1: So basically, my when me and my buddy started the trail, he didn't even have like a map or an app. He'd oh, just Jesus me. Christ! He, just, he literally just trusted me. He'd oh, that's like, not safe. How much water do
0: I need? And oh, that's not safe. Don't do that, people. Yeah. So hey, unless you're hiking with Strad.
1: Yeah, I've never lost anyone on any of my hikes,
0: so well not not, not that, that I, really, I don't I don't advise against that because I don't trust you, but just because I don't know. I always feel like you should have a map even if you're hiking with someone, but do as yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. Anyways, Mr. So Gravity. They, he,
1: so uh this French guy's like wanting to do something like science related. So also semi tangential to that is we were in Big Bear at this brewery. And this, like, 56-year-old guy, like, lawyer, who had a, like, huge ego, was, like, (laughs) talking out of his ass about, like, the space program and, like, how satellites work. And, like, I've taken some physics courses, so I'm like, dude, that is the most ridiculous thing ever. Like, you're (laughs) so 100% wrong. And he's like, no, no, he kept going. And I'm like, no, you're wrong. And I, like, explained to him how he's wrong. And then, like, one of the French guys we were friends with literally pulls out his phone, like, with Google, and is like, yeah, Stratton's completely right. You're an idiot.
0: (laughs) With a lawyer talking out his ass? No way. No way. No offense to all the lawyers. I
1: I lawyered him. I whooped his ass.
0: Well, damn. Hopefully it would hold up in court. Dude, I'm just. So after that. (laughs) Fuck.
1: (laughs) So they they called me Gravity after that.
0: I got you, man. I got you. Oh, dude, I'm so glad I know you because I'm just brain dead right now. Um, I'm just. I should just stop trying to make jokes, fucking lawyer jokes and yeah, shit.
1: You haven't made any very good ones yet.
0: So. Uh, no, I really haven't. Yeah, it's it's not not one of my better showings. But that just means you need to talk more, and I need to talk less. So, PCT. Um, I can do that. Yeah. So actually, this is a, this is a good question. Again, you know, has been touched on in previous episodes, but on my mind recently. Um. Water in the desert. So the reason I want to ask you this specifically is because you're kind of like me and that you came from the East Coast, used to East Coast hiking, not used to carrying fucking seven liters of water or whatever. So what did you do for your water storage system? Like how many bottles, bladders, all that stuff through the desert? So
1: yeah, the first – the desert was kind of a rough transition because before that I grew up in upstate New York like – water's never a shortage in upstate new york.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Especially
1: the adirondacks. So. Yep. I read a rule of thumb somewhere before I started the hike, basically 1 liter per 5 miles. Oh, and like especially like if you if you're in better shape and after you're on the trail for a few weeks you can kind of tell like if that's accurate or not. Um and it depends on the weather. Like if it's 95 degrees or 60 degrees, you're going to sweat more or less, so and like your pack weight, like if you're starting a section and you've got five days of food versus the last day where you've got like no food, it's gonna matter. So you kind of do those adjustments in your head. But when we started out, that was kind of a rule of thumb. Right. And I had a three I had a three liter uh, water pack, like in my backpack, like a platypus uh, mm-hmm. reservoir. And then I had two one liter bottles. And then I had like my uh, filter bottle. So. I guess I had six liters, I think, total I could carry.
0: Damn. <laughs> I'm just not used to that. That's <laughs> so much water. It's going to be tough yeah. for me starting out because I'm was the same same exact thing you just and said. I've never really hiked anywhere so, where I need like a lot of water yeah. like that.
1: And then you would have to like kind of check the water report. Um, that's like a thing out there. Mm-hmm. So it's like a spreadsheet. Where, hey, you're familiar with that? or
0: I've heard vaguely, but I've never actually looked at it before.
1: Yeah, so it's basically like a spreadsheet that this guy manages, and he gets like updates from hikers. They'll like text him like water here is good on this date, and then he'll like post that like, and you keep refreshing it like whenever you get into town or have service to get like an updated version. Mm-hmm. And then and gut it, hook it comments too. I didn't use gut hooks. I used a free app. So wait, you didn't use? I thought everybody uses that
0: shit on the PCT
1: uh yeah if you want to spend like 20 or 30 bucks go ahead
0: (laughs) but uh, this just blows my mind because on the at like
1: there's a free there's a free hiking app that i use the only it's basically the same as gut hooks only no one else really uses it so the comments aren't really there but besides (laughs) that it's free and it works fine
0: is it like up to date like in terms of the like the trail and stuff too I mean, I used it two years ago and it was perfectly up to
1: date. Good.
0: That's good to hear. What, what's it called?
1: It's uh by HikerBot. I, I, I think it's literally just called Pacific Crest Trail App. Oh, OK. <laughs> Very original name. <laughs> yeah, but it's by HikerBot, who used to have like another app before like okay. the GPS ones became more common.
0: I did yeah, not. It's free.
1: It, it's free and it works great. I think Gossamer Gear is like a sponsor. Oh, shit. But yeah, it's, it's nice.
0: I did not. I've never Shout heard of that app before.
1: But yeah, they have like a AT version, uh, Continental Vibe trail. They've got like all the big trails.
0: Interesting, a little competition for Gut Hook there, um, a little free competition. Sorry, Gut Hooks. Yeah, Gut Hooks, Gut Hook, whatever it is. But on the AT, it's like everybody had oh, that's that's a, everybody everybody had something. That's what I was about to say. That that's not useful, Kyle. Um, everybody, Oh, there I go again. Jesus Christ. A lot of people had Gut Hook. I would say at least half probably more had gut hook but you didn't like absolutely need it because of the A wall guide like the physical book that's what I use that's what a lot of people use too some people use both even but I I was under the impression apparently wrong that gut hook was pretty much like the go to in terms of navigation and trail information I know there's like the the Yogi book or whatever something like that too but I don't know that's interesting to hear there's there's something else out there another so, option I'm not sure
1: what it is now but um i know in 2018 the app was only for androids it wasn't for iphones oh
0: that's so right suck it iphone, iPhone users <laughs> you couldn't
1: you couldn't use the free app if you had an iphone it wasn't in like the apple store or whatever it was only on the
0: google store interesting cool. but i wonder why the th- hell they did that it's probably it's probably pay now I, I bet it's
1: it's like a big apple conspiracy the illuminati you know
0: <laughs> typical steve jobs is up there being like "Oh." F- Fucking PCT hikers. I don't know. Yeah, he, he's hanging out with
1: uh Tupac on some beach, someplace, like just raking in the dough.
0: <laughs> I guess so. Oh, dude, just not, just not funny. I need to stop making jokes. Um, holy shit. Uh, water. Okay, so on the subject of the desert, I'm trying to think of what else I might need to get used to. So I, I and here's the thing. I know, and you, you alluded to this okay. a couple times. So- what's that
1: so I'll, I'll tell you what you need to get in your head like we from coming from the East Coast try to do our normal like hiking like get up hike get to your destination stop hiking like that doesn't work in the desert like you need to get up at like dawn or like pre-dawn hike till like 10 or 11 take a siesta and then hike again in the afternoon evening like so if you try to hike through the middle of the day Like with no shade, no water, it's hot out. You're going to kill yourself, especially if you're starting out and you're not in great hiking shape. Mm -hmm. It's miserable. So me and my buddy would basically do that every day. We'd hike three or four or five hours, find some tiny patch of shade under like a shrub or a rock, and we'd take a nap. Sometimes we'd hang out there for like six to eight hours. Jesus Christ. Just oh, cause we're dude,
0: like, I'm gonna have to get used to that because again, I'm like the kind of hiker who I like to get up and I like to go, the, just go, 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 and then yeah, I chill once I get to my first, campsite. You know,
1: we did that the first three days and we were killing ourselves, and we said this isn't working. Like we got to try something else. Yeah, and yeah. we did that, and it was great because it's basically like you're hiking two different days. So, like you do your yeah, ten miles true. in the morning and then ten in the afternoon, and you feel great.
0: Would you actually like sleep during your quote siesta, Sometimes, or would you just kind of chill hell for a yeah. while?
1: do both we'd like play cards or talk hang out whatever mm-hmm. listen to music
0: interesting i feel like my sleep schedule would be all fucked up i know a lot of people do this i've heard other people say that too so i would definitely melt in the desert dude like i fucking i was the heat in the sun does not do well with my vermont skin so i'm gonna have to do something like that
1: and then it's also like both of us were kind of like fast hikers, like walkers. Mm-hmm. So like we couldn't just like take it easy and walk it like two miles an hour, like through the middle of the day. Like I, I just physically can't walk that slow. Like I'll go crazy. Yeah. Like some people will do that. Like they'll walk through the day, but they'll just go really slow, take it easy. And I, I just wasn't capable. So we would hike fast and hard in the morning and the afternoon and just do the same amount of miles in like less time. Did you night hike a lot? In the desert, we did that a few times, yeah. Like, we start at, like, 8 p.m. or 7 p.m. and, like, hike till 10 or 11. Gotcha. And that's one of my favorite parts about the trail, like, out west, because it's a lot more open and, like, you're not, like, hiking on the, like, Adirondacks or the Whites where it's, like, rocks and roots everywhere. It's more, like, well-maintained and, like, yeah, a sidewalk, yeah. kind of, like, a path. Yeah, yeah. So, like, night hiking is a lot easier and, like... You basically would probably hike through sunset almost every day. Like
0: either- That's pretty cool, honestly.
1: And watching the sunset every day is like that golden hour is the best part of the day.
0: Oh, dude, so, like, I agree. That's That sounds awesome.
1: So you'd be like miserable from hiking for 15, 20, 30 miles. And then you're like a couple miles from camp and like the sun's setting and it's like so beautiful. And you're just like you forget how tired and exhausted you are like this is awesome
0: yeah man and it,
1: like you end your day on a high it's awesome
0: that is that is awesome yeah yeah it's just like a whole new and like it's the kind of thing where i know once i get out there and i get you know a week or two in then i'll kind of feel things out and i'm confident that i can figure it things out it's just starting out i feel like the Base for things like water or how to hike in the desert. That's what I just don't know yet. So I'm really going to try to play it safe and not like fucking kill myself through there until I figure out, you know, how to handle all that stuff, which again, I'm sure I'll be able to figure out. But it's just like a whole new concept for me. And I'm excited and a little bit nervous for that, if I'm going to be honest.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, I think the only part of the hike where I actually question like, if I should be out here, like, what am I doing? Like, do I want to be doing this? It's like the first week, maybe week and a half. And then after that, like you kind of adjust your schedule, like change your technique and what you're doing. And then from there it was like smooth sailing the rest of the way. Yeah. So it's, it's a rough transition the first like week or two, but after that, if you can adjust and get in the groove, it's a great time.
0: Did you ever consider doing, well, I guess if you, if it wasn't really your idea, so I don't know, but why I, – actually, I kind of already asked this question because I'm always curious when, like, East Coasters go and do the PCT first or West Coasters go and do the AT first, which I feel like doesn't happen very often. But when it does happen, I'm always curious about that because I'm like – for me, I was East Coast, so the AT just, like, made sense to me. But I guess if, if it was someone else kind of dragging you – not dragging you along, but someone else's idea, then it makes it a little bit easier to kind of jump over to the other side of the country. I mean –
1: like, I I grew up and have hiked most of the miles I've hiked on the East Coast. So, like, I want to see something new. Like, Oh, yeah. I figure, like, go out west, things are bigger, grander, and it's different. So, like, I, hiking the AT is, like, on the bottom of my list. Like, I'm not in any <laughs> rush to do it. I've got, like, 30 other things on top of it.
0: Classic. Classic. Yeah, and I feel like it makes sense... More so for east coasters to go out to the PCT for the first one than because I feel like no one's gonna grow up in like fucking beautiful like Oregon or Washington or you know parts of California or whatever and be like, oh yeah. I'm going to go hike like through the fucking green tunnel in Virginia. <laughs> you know, like that's just, I feel like that's just not as natural as people on the East coast to be like, Oh, you know, here I am in, I don't know, Delaware or Maryland or some random East coast state and be like, Oh, I'm going to go explore like the huge, like majestic mountains out West. I feel like that just is more common, but I don't actually know. Yeah. That's just me spitballing.
1: Yeah. Cause I mean, I've done plenty of hiking on the Catskills, Adirondacks, Whites, And it's nice for like a day, like you're hiking through the forest. It's peaceful, serene, and then you get a view every once in a while, like up high on summits and stuff. I feel like that kind of get boring. Like I don't know if I'd enjoy that for months and months. It was fun. It's a different, like, (laughs) yeah. Like I think it's just a different like
0: mindset you have to get into.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Where it's not like the grand beauty; it's more of like the little things and the people.
0: Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. In the in the trail culture. And I know you can get that on the PCT, obviously, too. So I, I feel like I really don't I, – I can't really comment on that too much because I just haven't hiked out west. Like I feel like there's some guy listening or some some, some lady, and they're just like – they've done both of them, and they're like, Kyle, like, PCT is way better, so shut up. So I don't so, know.
1: <laughs> so, so earlier when you were talking about uh, our fraternity having three through hikers – so the third is Seabass, and I convinced him to hike the PCT over the AT. And because originally he wanted to do it like you did, the AT first. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, go out west. It's way better. And he did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, shit. Uh, yeah, who knows? Now I need to get someone on who's done the CDT first, which is pretty rare, I think. <laughs> but if you're out there, hit me up. Let's do it. Uh, Stratton, do you have... Do you have a story in mind? We're getting towards. I, I I'm gonna have to end this one just a little bit early because I just I'm gonna say something dumb Low if energy. I haven't already. Low
1: energy. I'm trying
0: to keep the energy up, bro. I'm freaking. I'm so tired. Um, dude. Uh, story. Yeah. Do you have a story? I reminded you. I gave you plenty of heads up this time. I forget with a lot of my guests, but I I no, reminded yeah, yeah. you. I've got
1: I've got a whole bunch of stories. Let's do two. We
0: got time for two. Then that'll that'll fill in the extra time here.
1: Okay. So I'm gonna I'll do one. Because like I was saying, like the trail out west is beautiful, but one of the other like awesome parts, and I'm sure this is the same on every through hike, but is like the the people you meet. So we left the actual official PCT in Oregon, and we did this like little detour that went to these lakes. Because the regular trail just kind of stayed in the woods, and we're like, oh, let's go to these lakes and go swimming. So we do that, and there's like a campground right next to the lakes for like next to the road, so it's like a drive-in campground and we set up there like we knock on the like caretaker cabin or whatever and it's like a mostly like horse campground like people go there with their horses and there's like horse riding trails like in okay. the area so basically everyone but us had horses and like these massive like rvs
0: <laughs> and
1: he's like you guys hikers we're like yeah he's like five bucks for the two of you like combined oh, nice guys <laughs> set up over here and we're like cool and so we set up our tents and, like, we go swimming in the lake and then we come back and we're, like, cooking dinner on this picnic table, like, dirty and, like, we're making, like, mac and cheese in our, like, little pots. And these, like, three ladies are, like, a few, like, camp spots over and they see us and they come over and they're, like, what are you guys doing here? Like, they had no idea what the PCT was and it, like, was only a couple miles away. And so we, like, told them they're, like, oh, my God, I'm like, what are you guys eating? We're like instant mac and cheese. <laughs> they're like, no, you guys need real food. So they like invite us over to their campground, like a few, I don't know, like hundred yards away, and give us like actual food. And they had like a ton of like a sangria they made and like beers and stuff. And they're like, oh, you guys know how to make a fire, right? So they <laughs> made us make them a campfire because they didn't know how. It was, like, these three, like, women, like, out on a girl's weekend with their horses, like, left the husbands at home. They were just out for, like, the weekend. And they actually lived in Bend, Oregon, which is, like, 100, 200 miles further up the trail. So they're like, oh, you guys are going to be going into Bend? And we're like, yeah, we're going to be there in, like, a week or two or a week. And then our plan was to, like, hitchhike into Bend, spend the night, check out some breweries, and then hit the trail so, they gave us their number. Like, one of the women, just like, call me when you hit the trailhead, like at the road. I'll come pick you up. You guys can stay at my house. Like, I'll oh, get the nice. spare bedroom ready for you. Like, this, she wasn't even a trail angel. She never even heard of the PCT. Right, right. So, like, we hit that trailhead, like, a few days later. She comes, picks us up, like, stops and gets ice cream, like, that we can eat in the car. And, like, then she, it was like a Wednesday, so she still had to go to work. So she left us like her, I think it's her daughter's car. Like she was in college. Oh, Jesus Christ. So she, le- she left us the key so we could go into town and go <laughs> grocery shopping. Like like the nicest, most hospitable person like ever. And like she wasn't even like a trailing, She was just like this person we met. Yeah, yeah. And it was so like incredible because like the amount of like charity and like people out who like just help the hikers like... It's oh crazy.
0: yeah, it's great, man. It's, it's great. Like,
1: it's like the hospitality is like right up there with like all the natural beauty. Like it's like the people beauty. Like it's a huge it part of the experience. Your faith in humanity. But yeah, like oh yeah, you get to see like Earth at its purest, and then you get to see like humanity at its purest. Just people helping people, like definitely. strangers.
0: Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I I had not quite to that extent, but. We had a guy let us stay at his house in Pennsylvania too. And again, I think, you know, he probably knew what the Appalachian Trail was, but he wasn't like a trail angel, like a normal. He, he literally just picked up one of my buddies and then my friend convinced him to let like three more people stay with him. So it was pretty, it was pretty cool. That was honestly one of the, the highlights of my hike that's been talked about in some very, very early episodes of Trail Tales. Um, episode one, I believe, is one of those. But, anyways, dude, um, Did you have another story, too? We got time for one more.
1: Okay, so I'll do another one, which is, like, the complete opposite, like, a bad day. Let's get some
0: balance. Let's end on a bad note. I love it. No, I don't.
1: we entered, I think we entered the Sierra, like, left Kennedy Meadows around May 20th, May 22nd, somewhere in there, like, early 20s, and it was a low snow year in 2018, so, like, it wasn't like it was last year, like, 10 feet of snow. But there was still a lot of snow, but we're like, me and my buddy had done plenty of winter hiking in the Adirondacks and stuff. So like, whatever, it's gonna be snow, we'll deal with it. And we do four or five days, do Mount Whitney, no problems. And then the next day, we're going over Forrester Pass, like our f- first high pass with like snow. And It's I think 13 and a half, somewhere around there, 13 and a half thousand feet. And we have lunch at the bottom of it, and then we like are starting to hike up it, and you can see these clouds like blowing over like the ridge. And I'm like to my friend, like this doesn't look good. And he's like, ah, I'm sure it's fine. Like screw it, don't worry about it. And <laughs> is this is like, your same friend like, that didn't po- even
0: have a fucking map to start with.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so we're like post-holing like. Normally, I guess there's switchbacks. I've seen photos, but, like, we literally just went straight up because there were, like, boot holes in the snow. So it was kind of like a staircase. You just go straight up. And we get to the top of the pass, and, like, there's a sign, like, Forrester Pass, like, blah, blah, blah. And the north side of the pass that we have to descend is just gray. It's like a snowstorm. And it's, like, beautiful and sunny on the south side. And, like, there's snow everywhere and there's just footprints like heading to the left straight to the right we're like and you can't see where they go because it's like 50 foot visibility right so we're like uh let's go left so we go left and we're kind of walking through the snow like post-holing because it's in the afternoon and it's it's, like soft snow and the storm gets worse and worse and then because we're at like 13,000 feet like way above the tree line it's like a thunder snowstorm like lightning starts like, in Thunder, and we're like, this is kind of scary. <laughs> like, we yeah, can't man. see where we are, like, this is our first, like, pass that we've done, so, like, it's we're not used to it yet. And we start, like, trying to sprint down the pass, like, as quick as we can, just to get into the trees, because, like, we're the highest thing up there, and there's just, like, thunder and lightning everywhere. Fuck that. And we're, like, we're post-holding, like, waist deep like you just plunge in yeah and it was miserable and finally we get down to like the tree line and the snow kind of melts and we're on like solid ground and then it gets sunny and beautiful again and we're like oh i guess we can just keep hiking now and thunder yeah, and
0: lightning, lightning in snow that that's like at, foreign at concept 13, <laughs> feet. yeah yeah so that's, that's that was
1: crazy. pretty gnarly
0: mm-hmm. the pct sounds gnarly I'm excited to get out there, though. Um, Dude, I think we're going to... Jesus Christ, now my voice is cracking. I think we're going to end it here uh, before I mess this up even more. So I'm going to go lay down. I don't know what you're going to go do, but I hope it works out well. I feel like I'm drunk, but I'm not even drunk like fucking A. Stratton, thank you or or gravity. I can't call you gravity that doesn't doesn't <laughs> seem right. <laughs> Stratton Ryan Stratton, thank you for for coming on here. Thanks for bearing with me uh, on on Friday. So just to cover my ass a little bit here, although I guess it was kind of my fault at the end. The reason I ha- was forced to do this um, immediately after getting back from a strenuous weekend hike is because we were gonna record on Thursday today's Sunday. At the time of this recording, but I, I don't know, just technical difficulties, and then I had to go, It was getting kind of late, and just, just... You had a date. Sh- sh- no. You, just, went,
1: you ditched me for a girl, that's what happened.
0: Shut up. Um, things, you know, <laughs> just didn't have enough, Stratton was late, Stratton was like, you know, 45 minutes late, um, just couldn't happen. It was supposed to happen, couldn't happen, so we had to reschedule for now. Because usually I'm good about it. Usually I, I don't set up interviews for times I know I'm not going to be on my A game. But hey, it still happened. There's still some good PCT info here, so it was still worthwhile. So thanks, dude. I really appreciate it. Um, do you want to? Usually I'll ask people like plug their social media and stuff if they want to. I know you're you're not exactly a up and coming influencer like I am obviously the number one hot new hiking influencer for those that don't know but uh do you want to plug anything instagram anything like that Um, are you are you public on instagram or are you private
1: no yeah i'm public i guess if you want to watch me uh just do some random hikes and drink beer you can follow or message him to get Uh, some more
0: dirt on me or some shit if you're trying to or or chauncey give me a follow Oh, she definitely doesn't listen to this, but (laughs) maybe maybe just like... Slide into
1: my DMs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Trail crushes, I love it.
1: Yeah. So uh, it's A-R-R-S-T-R-A-T-T-Z,
0: as in like Zulu. Whoa. Oh, that Z, okay. Um. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it's not much. I'm not an influencer, but uh, I hike a lot and... Gets a lot of Snapchats too, apparently. All right, I think that's gonna do it. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Hopefully, I was hopefully I didn't get you to turn this off before the end here. Um, and thanks again, Stratton. Uh, have a good one, everybody. Peace. Peace.